welcome to the Shift Talkers podcast. All right, all right. Ooh. Hey, all you Shift Talkers. Somebody touching you? <laughs> Thank like you for tuning in. I he, I think he does like that. I'll hold it like this. You don't have to. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. Have <laughs> Do you, feel, you have that feeling that you have to pee? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's it. Notice you, you can't see my hand. <laughs> I miss you guys. Oh. We're so glad you're here. Thank you for having yes, me. Yes, 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 like Organizing this. You know, we have been having so much fun talking shift, and uh, it's just been a blast. And mm-hmm. I. I'm going to say, and I told Cricket all day that I wanted her to be here so bad. I'm like, I think you're feeling sick. I know. You need to get out of work. But, um, you know, she's she's a good yeah. she's a good employee. And da, 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 but Cricket's working, so she's not here. Um, but we have some really, really special guests tonight on the podcast. So thanks for tuning in. First, uh, I would like to say I am Colleen Sweets, and I'm here with my ride or die, Miss Desi Janes. Hi. If you listen to the podcast, you already know Desi. Um, But I am here with a couple of our friends that we worked with back in the day. And that's actually going to be our topic for tonight is back in the day and how things have changed in the last 10 years, I guess, or whatever. But um, but first, I would like to introduce Miss Anna Keen. Um, she used to live in New Mexico here, uh, moved to Michigan, you said like eight years ago, huh? Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. But um, she's visiting, and so who better to have on our podcast as a guest? Uh, so thank you so much for being here. So I want to ask you, how did you start in the restaurant business? What was your first restaurant job, and how did you get into it? What happened? Um, well, my parents made me get a job when I was 14, and I remember I was a busser in a restaurant called The Pickle Barrel. Oh, my God. I love that name. My dad, actually, I remember you had to be 15 to work there. So he took my birth certificate and did the whiteout and Xerox, Xerox, Xerox. Whoa. You know, so I could get the job. And thus there started my, you know, career in the restaurant industry. Wow. And it went until probably about five years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. On and off. And I've always been kind of grateful to have that to fall back on. Yeah. Yeah. It is a really good default job because mm-hmm. you you'll always get hired after experience and right. stuff. So fourteen and your dad—that's a great story. <laughs> your dad forged your birth certificate. That's great. Like nowadays, and, and that's a great like back in the day right. story because parents would never even dream of doing that now. More like you're 20, you should finally get a job. You know, right? You know, it's about time. Yes, you're an artist. What do you do when you're not working in the restaurant? What is your career? So I've been, um, well, I've always went back and forth. Well, not always, but for the past uh, 12 years, gone back forth between doing metalwork. I do some blacksmithing, um, and then that gets hard. (laughs) 
you know, mm-hmm. to make it as an artist. And so, you know, I'll get a gig working in a restaurant or I would in the past. Um, and then now for the past four years, I went to school for massage therapy. So oh, nice. I've been doing that as kind of a replacement for the, you know, restaurant okay. work. So right, right. Right. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm how long first. are you in town for? <laughs> I've got a table in the back of the car. Yep. Stop it. Oh, I got man. cash in my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling like I need to pee again. <laughs> <laughs> And that is our intro to Mr. Lorenzo. Uh, We also worked with Lorenzo back in the day. He was our bartender. Lorenzo, you tell us your story. How did you get into the biz? Like, what was your first restaurant job? Into bartending, especially, um, because that was your... Well, since I've known you, that's been your forte. But tell us how you got into it. Well... It started on accident. Hmm. I wanted to hang out with my cousin. His father owned a restaurant. So I started there when I was 10. We didn't get paid. We did dishes and any other job he could come up with for us. Uh, I worked there till I was legal. And he really hired me at 13. You could get a job for a family member at 13 and a worker's Mm. permit. Mm. I worked there from 10 years old until 21. Wow. And wow. when I turned 21, that's when I started working at the fridge. Wow. Okay. And that one I kind of fell into on accident also. I came into that place. Um, I was transitioning back in Albuquerque. I was going to school and I started serving there and I served for about six months and one of the managers pulled me and said, I think you would be better as a bartender. Hmm. And the rest is history with that. Yes, yes it is. And that turned into <laughs> a eight-year whirlwind of a million stories, half of them I can't tell. <laughs> and uh, from there, I still continued. When I left, I went to work for uh, National Guard, and I ran their hospitality, which included a restaurant, which I took care of from... Everything, the ground up from ordering, managing, had a staff, and kept that running for about four years. Then I moved on to bigger and better things. But as far as restaurants go, I have done every job there is to do in a restaurant. And I can't fall back on it anymore, but I do miss it. Why can't you fall back on it anymore? Ten years ago, I got sick and lost some of my ability, my movement. So Mm. I don't have the... I I just can't stay on my feet for eight hours a day anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, And restaurants require you up. Yes. It's very very physical. Very, very physical. Even in the managerial portion, you're still up all day, every day. So I can't just sit in the back and and watch the show. Right, right. Yeah. You've done every single part of the restaurant, every single department, every single job in the restaurant business. Which one is your favorite and which one is your least favorite? Which one do you do you dislike the most? Uh, the most favorite is always serving. I mean, that's that's where the fun is. You, you get to interact. You get to be somebody else. You have yeah. fun with the people you're with. You can transform yourself into whatever they want, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Even more than bartending? 
they're hand in hand. Yeah, to me, bartending. Well, I've never bartended. To me, it's just an extension. If 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 you're a good server, you're going to be a good bartender. There's not much difference to it. It's just a matter of of adapting to your clientele. It's a different clientele, but it's the same general general job, and it's. It's fun either way. Bartending, you have a little more freedom. People are a little more loose. A little more freedom, and you get more time, I think, with your customers. There's not much. Yeah, there's just not. Yeah, I mean, depending on what kind of bar you work in. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, you can build your rapport with them, and you you get to know all of your customers on a first name basis. And with my experience, for Eight years, I never paid for a round of golf. I didn't pay for vacations. <laughs> I didn't pay for, for meals outside of the restaurant. I was always with all the clients, and mm-hmm. nice. that was just that was the best part of it. Yeah, I can say. So Lorenzo and I used to bartend together at the fridge, and I remember, you know, when I – maybe it was like, you know, working Friday nights, and if you were out of town and I was filling in oh, goodness. for you – I mean, your customers would be so pissed off. Like, where? Wait, wait. Yes. Where's Lorenzo? Really? Who are you? Why are you here? Like, we we want you're, our person. You're I'm not sorry. Lorenzo. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you dislike the, the most the about the restaurant? The only thing that I disliked about anything, because I've done all the jobs, I've cleaned all the messes. I've when you're bartending, you deal with throw up and bathroom issues constantly when you're in the (laughs) kitchen you deal with drain issues food issues spoilage kitchen uh, kitchen problems you're into the refrigerators uh, things of that nature the only thing that i disliked about the job ever was the customers (laughs) so what you love about it you hate about it too yes i totally get it you get the best of the best of the world and the worst of the world and yeah uh, you just have to adapt to each one individually. Well, now they have a name. <laughs> Karen's and Karen. Kyle's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we we gave them their own names individually. Yes. When, before it was a thing, it wasn't Karen, but everybody had a name. And whether you know it or not, <laughs> if you're that customer, you have a name. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, it's really... Uh, it's really awesome to talk about all this stuff and to talk about even the customers too, because Laurel, I will mention Laurel. Hi, Laurel. He, he likes our podcast. He listened to the podcast and I'm like, you, and we talk about him cause he's such a regular, but he's such a cool dude. Like he's not, he's like the regular that everybody wants. You know what I mean? Laurel and I played golf together every Sunday for five years. Oh, my gosh. Every single Sunday. Wow. I saw Laurel the other day. I went in to meet (laughs) Steph at the fridge, and I'm like, Laurel? You still come here every day? Mm -hmm. He's like, I got to get my daily dose of abuse. (laughs) Twice a day. He he comes for lunch, and he comes for dinner, usually. Dedicated. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Laurel. Lorenzo says hi. You could still call me. I still play golf. <laughs> and, you know, this is really great, too, because uh, Ray and Terry, too, and I've told them about the podcast. And I'm like, I'm going to have Lorenzo on soon. So you guys are going to have to listen. Hi, Ray, Terry. <laughs> they um, We don't have the Friday night crowd or crew that we used to have. But Ray and Terry come in for – Ray usually comes in for breakfast almost mm-hmm. every morning. But then Terry sometimes joins him. But 
Well, I told them I'll stop going. They all come to my house and we get drunk there now for free. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the regulars, like this morning, it was all regulars today. And it was just so great because I'm like, man, like, you know, everybody. And it just started off to be a really good day because you, uh, I, I saw a couple that uh, were pre-COVID and then I hadn't seen them this whole year. Mm-hmm. And then they came in today and I was like, oh, my God, because you you wonder what happens. Most of most of our clientele is older people. But um, Anna, I want to talk about. Let me interrupt real okay, quick. I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Uh, don't be sorry. Two things. Old yeah. people. We have DOP. I don't know if they're still around. Oh. Uh, Drunk old people. Are you talking about uh, Kara and Don? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Kara actually has dementia. Um, she always has. She has, but it's gotten to the point where she doesn't go out anymore. Mm. But I do see Don every now and then, and he's just as wonderful as always. He always wants to kiss me. I always have to turn my cheek so he doesn't get me on the lips. But, um, and he's, you know, he always gets something for her to eat, but she she doesn't come out anymore. She's not well enough, too. So I think hanging out with Don would be like hanging out with Ronald Reagan. He just reminds me of the <laughs> same does. guy. He really does, doesn't he? Yeah, yes. Definitely. And I went on Ray and Terry's honeymoon. Oh, the three of that's us. Fantastic. The three of us went on their honeymoon together. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Where'd you go? To Vallecito, to the lake. We spent like four days out there. I think they were ready for me to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. They're they're really, really good people. They're awesome people. Anna, what do you love about the restaurant? <clears throat> Besides the fallback issue. But yeah. what do you love about it? I love, I mean, some of the best people in my life, you know, have come from people that I've met who have turned to chosen family um, that I met through working in restaurants. Yeah. For sure. Um, And that's what I love the most. I mean, it's just always such a solid group of authentic, good-hearted, caring folks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's my favorite thing. And then connecting with the the customers, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the same thing. I've kept in contact with some, you know, via Facebook or whatever. Right, right. You know, places from the, or people from the fridge. And it's just like throughout all these years. Yeah. It's still people that I connect with. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So what do you hate? What do you what uh, if you're in the restaurant business and you're and you're not so much anymore, but uh what is the least favorite part of being in the restaurant business hmm. that you think? I guess the stress levels of when you're just like holy you shit. Go so up it and goes, then you go so down yes. in a matter of two hours. Yes. And then you're like And then that freak okay out like Oh my God. Right. Oh my God. I That's can't do this. I need so help. Much. Yeah. Yeah. But also those that worst feeling is what I mean being able to multitask when yeah. you're under that much pressure, True. gives you incredible skills for just sorting through life. Absolutely, you know? absolutely, one hundred percent. Maybe because like, not... maybe we could like have this. Like we're bound to be on, like we can make it if you. I don't know. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like we're the multitaskers under the most stress 
in a matter of minutes. Right. Minutes. Right. You, you know, know and it's interesting because um, re- non-restaurant people don't get that. They don't get it, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, and so that always... I, I always find that really, really interesting, you know, that people just don't understand the multitude of stress that we deal with. Right. The multitude of stress and then being able to slap a smile on your face like, mm-hmm. hi. And pretend <laughs> and ma- that you're not stressed. Pretend that you're not stressed. Yeah. This is someone's night out and you have to make it good for them. Exactly. You know? Yeah. 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 I, you wanna- I, I enjoyed it. That was my favorite part. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the craziness the chaos around me. Mm-hmm. One of the only times I ever had a real meltdown was uh, Anna's like fourth shift as a manager. <laughs> it was Remind just me. a night. <laughs> it, it, it was a night out of something that hadn't happened in there. It, there was like eight deep at the bar. Oh. I was by myself. It was like a Wednesday night and Anna had just started managing and she came back and she's like, are you okay? And God wouldn't shut up. God is the printer, mm-hmm. and when God oh, talks, you answer. Right. You don't have oh, a choice, God. Right, and right, God right. wouldn't shut up. And she was kind of overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed, and we really couldn't fall back on each other. And she kind of said, are you all right? But I knew she wasn't all right, and I wasn't all right. And that was the only time I can ever remember losing it for about five minutes. I cleared all the drinks that I had made off the top of the counter and just smashed glass everywhere. And she walked away and I said, okay, now I got to fix it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Like in like drinks that you made for the restaurant or drinks that you made for people that were sitting at the bar? Drinks for restaurant and and at the bar. But that is the only time that I ever melted down. Yeah. That I couldn't handle it. And for the most part, I just, loved the the pressure of it all yeah there was so much pressure and it had to get done and i thrived off of it i yes. loved it i think that's why we all kind of like it we yeah, do it's true it's you stress. know we need it right we are. still that's why you still keep going back for it for right what, keep the, coming the back years. yeah yeah christy I mean, christy says individuals we yes just are. we are yeah. christy christy uh cricket we miss you I wish you were here. But she always says, like, we're adrenaline junkies. It's true. We're adrenaline junkies uh, in different way. Like, I'm not going to go freaking bungee jumping, and I'm not going to go freaking jumping out of an airplane. Maybe. I might someday. But Mm. not, you know. But it's that adrenaline rush when you're freaking slammed, and you're just like, like, in a zone. You're focused. You're on it. You're on it. You're on it, you know. You're on it, and then you know your team, you know, I mean, yes. it's got, like, your mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. also. Yes, and not Which... many restaurants um, are like that. I've worked in dozens of different restaurants until I came to the fridge, and I was like, this is so different here. Mm-hmm. But like I said earlier, and I don't think that I said this on the podcast, but I'm going to say it again. I may have said it in a previous podcast because I think I talked about it before, but since we're talking about back in the day... Um, I, I want to say when, when I first started there, there was a sign that said, you are no longer allowed to have a pre shot, a pre shift shot. Um, and I was like, what? Because I had come from corporate. So it was really interesting to me. So 
you guys were there before me, you you both, Anna and Lorenzo. So tell me about that. Up until the point of where you or when you started, yeah, the law said that you could technically sample all employees, mm. and they changed the law to say only managers right. could sample. So it was a free for all up until that point, mm-hmm. and the bar was a new concept for the fridge. And we were kind of learning our way through it, and so were the managers. And bartenders are going to take full advantage if you don't know what you're doing. Right. And yeah. we're going to have lots of pre-shift <laughs> shots and mid-shift shots. And, and post-shift and shots. And if that customer is having a shot, we all should have a shot. <laughs> yeah. So the law changed. So they needed to adapt to the new law and get a handle on what was going on because they could see that it was a free-for-all at that point. Right, right. And it really was. I mean, we used to just – we took full advantage. We would oh, yeah. We would stay – at the the fridge until three four in the morning. Whenever somebody, the morning shift would come in, that was our cue to go home. Yeah, that's so we awesome. We would dance on the we would dance on the bar. We would have yes. shots all night. We would we would indulge in illegal substances. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I that is definitely something that I wanted to bring up was the picture of Anna. And Christy and Arellis up on top of the bar. Oh, yeah. And there's a clock. It's at the fridge. And there's a clock behind them. Oh, I have it on. I have it saved. So if you guys, if you don't mind, Anna, I know Cricket doesn't. And I know definitely Arellis doesn't. But if you okay it, I want to post it on our Facebook page under Shift Talkers. So the clock behind them said like 1.30. And it was not p.m. people it was a.m. that Um, was my night off (laughs) and yeah there was there was a bartender in the background that you could see but it wasn't you it's kevin kevin okay okay i i don't but there there the three of them are on top of the bar you guys were dressed up it was mardi gras night yeah it was a celebration for mardi gras um i think they had some like cajun style you know band in there and we were all dressed up and yeah, I don't know what led to. Never Did mind. You... I think I took the picture. You took the picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming back. To it's you all coming back. There. You were there. <laughs> of course, you were there, Lorenzo. Yeah, but as Lorenzo said, there were many nights dancing on that bar, oh, and man. I remember Cricket would just be like. Nobody wiped off the footprints, you know, off the bar last night. Uh, So I can't tell you. Oh, I do remember because, can I say, Catherine was managing that night and she actually came back to the bar and was just like, why the fuck aren't you drinking? (laughs) Catherine is kind of responsible for it because she would come back at the end of the shift and say, hey. Are we going to drink tonight? It's like, well, right. I guess so. Because we were we so, now. yeah, we were so busy that night, like full of reservations. The bar was packed with people wanting to see music. And so we were just really focused on that for a while. And I do remember her coming back and being like, okay, <laughs> you guys need to start drinking. Like, this, you got to liven this party up. And I think so that was the beginning of that. And yeah. That led to, yeah. Who knows what else at, happened? At the end of our dance shift. <laughs> the dance, yeah, the dance the, off. Any shift, uh, Friday nights, Saturday nights mainly, 
it was always typical for us to line up a shot for every single server, oh. every everybody in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. This was before they changed the law. Right. But when yeah. I was there, yeah, which see, was years we, later. They would kick us out a free drink. Everybody got a free drink at the end of the night. Yes. So we would line up the shots, and it was okay. Yeah. But then they switched the law on us, and we had one of the hardest hard asses there was in in. in a manager. A manager. <laughs> she was a, re- a recovering alcoholic, and she would oh. just bust uh-huh. our balls. Oh, because, I, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Because we were bartenders, and she wanted right. what we were doing, but she couldn't do it. Right, so right. she mm-hmm. was a stickler. Yeah. Yeah. She suspended me. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, I had thousands of shots on the job. <laughs> I got suspended for having a shot on the job. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, but my, with you, when she told me, she's like, Anna, Lorenzo, I'm like, yeah, and I was, I, I tell the story a lot from serving when I moved to New Mexico, I was like, I knew this bartender, Lorenzo, and every time I asked for some coffee, he would give me a shot of <laughs> Crown Royal in a coffee cup. And it, I mean, I mean, sometimes we were super obvious, <laughs> sometimes we weren't. On Friday, Saturday night, yeah. but it was like coffee. I mean, we look at each other, and now I look at it like, "Oh my god!" Like, how did I? How <laughs> did I all, get I through my do, shit? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't do it now, but it was just. I still tell him, I'm like, "This part of Lorenzo." I am telling no, fiance. It's funny because it's funny like coffee and. You right. just were crowned. You were like, I called her I today. I thought that's what coffee was. <laughs> yeah, I know. When I moved here, I obviously did too. But. When I called Desi today to see if she wanted to come podcast, I was like, Lorenzo and Anna are coming. She's like, Lorenzo? The one who used to give me coffee? And I'm like, yes, that one. Yes. yes. Always in a purple or blue cup. <laughs> Never yellow or pink. No. We used to have so much fun there. Let's talk about like some back in the day stories. I mean, I know we have already, but uh, what do you guys got for us that uh, like bartending? I know, I know, um, I know there's a lot of stories. Uh, mm-hmm. The dancing on the bars and being there till 3, 4 a.m. in the morning. Um, but Lorenzo, I remember you telling me something like you smoke pot in the bathroom back there. Did you tell uh, me that, that or was that, it that cricket? was something else in the bathroom? <laughs> but we smoked a, we smoked we smoked a lot of pot at the bar. Yeah, <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. oh wow! After shift, we would always oh. smoke some pot at the bar. Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Everybody'd smoke cigarettes, and then yep. we'd it migrate at over the to bars. pot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we we smoked a was lot this of pot. This was before. Or, this was during the Catherine they, days. Yeah. This, oh, okay. All Catherine. Oh, she man. would leave, go pick up her kids, <laughs> and be like, I'm going to leave. I'll be back in a little while, you guys. But, they, but <laughs> you're we, like, would, we would ask yes. permission. We would ask yeah. her, can we smoke some pot? And she'd say, sure. sure. Mm-hmm. And you, could you smoke inside at the point? or no. When you, no. 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 That was no. already over with. No. Nope. We're just doing it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I want to hear some customer stories that you guys have about uh, back in the day. The restaurant now, like, people do not get drunk. Um, We have a three-drink limit. They cannot have more than three drinks while they're visiting there, which is totally, hugely different from back in the day. How do you make Mm -hmm. any money? Uh, (laughs) Well... 
Mm. It's very different. <laughs> not, all, not all places are like that. The no. is is doing that. It's, it's like an in-house places. policy. Yeah, yeah. It's an it's a house. Place. Yeah, yeah, it's a house policy. A uh, house. Probably, probably partially because of me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that uh, I mm. think once we started to open more locations, it started becoming a lot more corporate oriented so and that's what corporates do corporate restaurants you you have those uh, limitations and and you can't the mom and pops are the ones that can pretty much they make the rules in their house so it's house rule um and we we the fridge is kind of a a mom and pop place however it started expanding and became a little more corporate oriented but originally it was it is a mom and pop restaurant so I think we got away with a lot more things than corporate, uh, you know, especially because when I came and I saw that sign there that said, you can't take shots anymore before your shift. I was like, what? I don't, I can't even believe they have to have a sign that says that because I came from corporate and and corporates, you can't even go in and drink on your day off. So, you know, there's a lot of, especially back in the day, those mom and pop restaurants that you can get away with all of those things. Like, I want to hear some of the craziest kind of customer drunk stories that you can remember. When the fridge started going the corporate route is when I decided it was time for me to leave. Yeah. I, because yeah. what was always so endearing about it was that it was mom and pop. Mm-hmm. And not only were the employees all one family the customers were an extended family yeah yeah. except for you know you always have your exceptions Mm -hmm. but the Mm -hmm. customers were like a family it was like cheers in there we knew everybody and they were free to do whatever they wanted um if they wanted to get totally annihilated drunk as long as that particular manager didn't catch wind of it it was okay we had the local drunks the the traveling drunks, everybody who went in there, we knew. So they got a little unreally. It was a bit of, sometimes a little bit of uh, kind of like retirement home orgy <laughs> based in there. It was, yes. pretty, it was very, very oh, risque oh for God. a while. Yes. Well, well, when I was there, I was like, who are these rich white people coming uh-huh. here with their upside down pineapples? Like, I'm <laughs> They are up to no good at that. There was quite a bit of of nudity amongst the old people. There was Mm -hmm. a a lot of relationships broken and formed within the the group. Yes. I uh, do remember that. Experimenting going on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It it seemed to me like they were a big group of swingers, but they couldn't have been because I was in their inner circle and I wasn't swinging with them unless they left me out of the loop. They're like, he serves us drinks. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't let him in. But um, there was one of my favorites is this uh, this one older woman. She would come in all the time alone. And usually she'd have a, a gin and tonic. She would have three of them. Well, this particular night she showed up and she must have been probably eight deep already. Oh. She had to have been. And John Lewis Quartet's playing. Very beautiful, nice. handsome black gentleman right. with his, his jazz band. Yes, mm-hmm. okay. And he was, he, the... He was the, the nicest person, and his group was fantastic. And he, this lady came in, had another drink with me, 
and then proceeded to try to seduce John Lewis. And her <laughs> thought on how she was going to do this is to was show it him Antoinette? her <laughs> seventy-year-old saggy tits. <laughs> over Sounds like it. And over, and over throughout the night. Needless to say, we couldn't let her go home. So Ray and Terry thought it would be best if they took her home. Aww. Turns out this woman lived like a hundred miles away. <gasps> Holy oh <my> shit. <laughs> oh my God. Like the house. She, she lived in this little tiny community of Dixon, which at the time was, uh, it doesn't exist anymore. I know. It does. No, no. Well. The, uh, the, the, no, she is the one in Dixon that is on the oh, way Dixon. To, I thought you said to, Dix. No, not Dix. Dixon. Dixon. <laughs> no. I'm like, where's Dix? Dixon, Dixon is... <laughs> Is on the way to Taos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's okay. it's pretty far. Yeah. Well, Dixon they had apples, right? No, that was an orchard. It's different. Oh, That's gone. Okay. Dixon is a is a town. Okay. So okay. they took her home, and that whole night she's trying to seduce the two of them mm. <laughs> into some activities that John Lewis wasn't willing to oh partake in. <laughs> <laughs> that's one. I mean that that's pretty tame, but <laughs> I want to know from Anna because Anna has always been kind of quietly holding something in there. She has to have seen it all. You know, I think that it's different between male and female and what we experience. And uh, it's just different. And maybe it's our perception as females that it's different, but it is different nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, yeah. And you, Lorenzo was always much, like had a much closer relationship to I feel like customers and I did mm-hmm. bartending. I, I guess it. Was, um, I didn't mean to. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. I saw. Yeah, yeah, I yeah he did. Too, yeah. For sure. Um, and I don't know. Like, I can't really think of like customers being like out of control. Like, I don't know. Were you there when I, the beautiful lady? She would come in pretty often, and Tom Brown was smitten with her. He really, he just had it out for her. Hey, and Tom Brown. She, uh, hey, Tom. I, I don't know what happened that particular Rock night. The they would show up sometimes, and they were just trashed. Well, she was trashed. And that night, she decided she was going to give us all a show several times. And then ruined the show by puking in the bathroom. No! Oh, no. Oh, and it was no. the foulest. Oh, no. oh, and uh, it was so awful. And I told um, Melissa, she was managing that night at the oh, time, I'll, poor clean, I'll thing. clean it up. And she says, okay. So I went back there, and then I puked. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't I stomach it. I thought it won't be a problem. I don't know what yeah, she yeah. ate. I have no oh, idea. Oh, <laughs> So, <laughs> Melissa with Desi's gagging. Oh <laughs> Melissa with her two kids, a toddler and a newborn, stomach made out of just concrete, went back there and just cleaned oh, it up. Mel like killed it. Yeah. Who did? Oh, wait, who amazing. did? I miss that. Who cleaned Melissa it up? Melissa cleaned it up. No oh, shit. Oh. Because we had to carry on. I mean, it's not well, like right. I, I could say, "Oh, I threw up. I'm going home now." No, I threw up. It's time to work. Desi's about to eyes watering and all. Sorry, Des. I know. I'm two shitters in the house, but something about puke. I can't do it. Well, you know what? Adult puke is different than baby shitty diapers. 
Oh, yes. On a bookshelf, by the way, the other day. (laughs) Oh. Fuck, did this shit. Riley, what? (laughs) (laughs) It was a sock. You're like, what's that smell? It was a sock. It was You know, I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I want to mention it because we were talking about throw up. Desi, don't gag. But there was this kid who ate, like, macaroni and cheese, and he had, like, a whole thing of milk to drink beforehand, and it just didn't say really rich stuff, and he puked, and I'm, and the buster was all gagging, because I'm like, I'm, I'm managing, like, I don't, I'm a manager, so I don't have to do it. <laughs> so the buster, she's like, I can't, uh, I can't, uh, and I'm like, I got four kids, I can do it. So I walk up to the table, and I'm like, can I get you some toe? <laughs> <And I> totally <laughs> gagged. And I was just like, oh man, I, I thought I could handle it, but it's not my own kid. Right. You know, it's totally, totally different, different when yeah. it's somebody else's kid. And yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> so back in the day, you would just throw and I think this maybe is still true if 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 a if you're in the restaurant and somebody you're with at your table throws up what do you do as a server, as a manager, as a busser? What do you do? You throw them a fucking towel and be like, "Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> here's a wet. Here's some wet towels and da 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 da." But what do you get it all the way? Well, clean. of course, no, right. of course, especially if it's on the floor. Well, and... th- this was the bathroom. <laughs> it was public domain. It wasn't her table. It was the right. public bathroom. Right. So it was like we didn't we didn't have a choice but somebody just. Yeah. Soldier up and get in there and clean yeah. it. Yeah. So. Well, she didn't. I, I took her home, not like that. Yeah. I did the responsible you thing. You took she, her. I, you drove. I her drove home. her to her house. <laughs> Taking her home yeah, and that's, driving that's her different. home are two different things. Yeah, t- Tom Brown didn't score that night. <laughs> <laughs> Some drunk stories. So I've been following these. Uh, server pages there's one called extra ranch on facebook there's one called extra ranch there's one called server life and it's just a bunch of servers and restaurant people that just post whatever they want and talk shit a lot of stupid people post their tips which i'm like why would you do that um but there was one girl that said uh some guy came in already drunk to her bar and he poured orange juice on the floor and then proceeded to surf in the orange juice like he was surfing in the orange juice and she didn't give me the rest of the story like what happened after that did he fall were the cops called did he leave on his own did you feed him like what happened but uh so with that story, like, what would you guys do? Like, Lorenzo, what would you do if that happened while you were bartending? Well, generally, it was the <laughs> grab them by the shirt and throw them right out. Uh-huh. I mean, that was the typical. Keely set the tone on what we do with with people we don't want in, and if they're drunk, and she did it by grabbing them by the shirt and throwing them out the front door. She's awesome. Hi, Keely. I hope you're listening. So whenever somebody would come in that was unruly, intoxicated, homeless, crazy, anything you can imagine, it was usually just kind of a beeline in a circle right out the front door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that that place is really good about that. Like, you are not allowed in here anymore. 
Um, that's going to be difficult for a manager to say, but we've had some definitely uh, characters, some characters in there for sure. What about mm-hmm. you, Anna? Do you, can you think of anybody that you've had to throw out? You managed for a short while there. Yeah, and I can't think of any particular people like you have to throw out, but definitely it was always hard when, yeah, someone who came in who was obviously, especially in need, you know, to not be able to like, okay, sit down, let me get you some hot coffee and some stew. Yes, (laughs) stew, I'll give you stew. Mm -hmm. I've given, I've actually given many people stew. I used to, same, and yeah, yeah, I used to give out stew, something hot to eat. Um, But there were stipulations like, don't bring your friends, bro. Right. for you and you only, don't bring your freaking friends. Right. Yeah. Or people coming in from Silva's sometimes, like already oh, right. wasted, just like, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. How to tenderly. <laughs> and you know, the we good... can offer you dinner, but right, but right. You've clearly been overserved at Silva's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, back but... in the day, there wasn't any, you know, there was rules in place, but they weren't enforced ever by management or by uh like SID like officers or whatever but right you know nowadays it's it's very they like people they do enforce and they do pay attention more so at certain bars you know the place we worked but so back in the day we were able to still serve drunk people so would you serve them knowing that they were already wasted and way overserved. like what would you guys do if they came in stumbled in you're like i know this person's drunk but they ordered a beer i think depending on i mean you get to know people you know i know like manny who lived was one of my neighbors oh, and yeah. was at silva's all the time and yeah. if he were to come in i knew he was walking home uh-huh. and had like a two-minute walk so yeah i mean give him one more bud light sure <laughs> You know, I yeah, was the same. It was a pick, pick and choose. If I knew they were walking, which most of the people who showed up in paired, they were walking home. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. the good thing about that location, right? Then like it was the local were, watering yeah, hole. You, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now you you do the one by the mall. You'd be like, I have no idea. Right, Is this right. Just shopping with his wife, or do you get trash at Applebee's and come over? Here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, not. All of us have been so lucky to work in a place like that. Like I've worked in tons of different restaurants where it just uh, it just doesn't roll like that. It doesn't right. work like that, you know. But um, but back in the day, we used to be able to serve somebody who was drunk, knowing they could walk home. But nowadays, you know, what if they're walking home and you know, but they face planted on the sidewalk because they tripped over something and you as their bartender the last person who served them could get sued because you were the last person who served them a beer or whatever even though they were trashed when they walked in so the the rules are different now you guys the Mm -hmm. rules are very very different and they're scary and they're they are scary they're they are scary because you you are a third party liability Mm -hmm. in a restaurant when you're serving alcohol so you know i i want to tell everybody who's non-restaurant people nowadays 
don't get all pissed off after we say no three's our limit or whatever we want you to have a good time we want you to have fun but this these rules are in place for reasons because we Mm -hmm. could fucking go to jail and i'm not going to jail for your ass you know right i've already pretended a whole personality i ain't gonna (laughs) fucking go to jail for you (laughs) i I think it's an age thing because when you're Mm. 20 you don't care yeah, mm-hmm. I know I didn't care. No, right. Me neither. When you're 30, you care a little more. 40, you right. care. You don't want to yeah. go to jail yeah. because you gave somebody mm-hmm. an extra drink. Drink, nice. but at 20, true. yeah, true. that's you, true. You just didn't care, and you weren't on the side of the management. Where why should I not make yeah. my money the because he because he can't because really he can't have one more right. beer. Right. right, right, yeah. And plus, too, if you did, I mean, like. The consequences, you're right, but even if you did receive consequences, get fired or whatever, at 20 years old, you're going to get another job real quick. Yeah. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So at 46, not so much. Yeah. So that definitely uh, comes into play for sure. But um, the, the laws were already in place. We, oh, yeah. We, we were just breaking the rules. Mm-hmm. Right, because nobody enforced There was that. no enforcement. Nobody and then cared. again, we didn't yeah. care. Yeah. Even when they wanted to enforce them, we would still stretch them pretty far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. When they didn't let us take shots during or before our shift. It's when you have some coffee. We'd go it's to Silva's. When, <laughs> when you have some coffee, <laughs> right. Coffee. Or go to Silva's so next door. <laughs> take the apron off and run next door. Hey, give me a shot. Um, but those are really good times. And, uh, you know, I really 100% value all of them. You know, back in the day and up till today, even still, a lot of things have changed. There's so many different rules and regulations and laws, but uh, it's still about the customers that you connect with and the people that become your family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still about that yeah. uh, for, for most of us long haul servers, but um, you know, a lot with this COVID thing, too, I I definitely have been thinking about what else can I do? So I started this podcast. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Things that we all have to deal with or had to deal with is really important for the general public to know, especially because 15 million Americans are in the hospitality mm-hmm. service industry. That's a lot of fucking people. Mm-hmm. This is an industry that people kind of look down upon like oh it's a starter job for your 17 year old kid or whatever but there's there's people like me who've been in it and and Lorenzo you were in it you're not in it anymore but even you Anna too like you yeah. fall back on it if you have to like you know it's an industry and it's it's a it's important to talk about I think yeah. you know yeah yep. and and we were talking a little bit about mental health earlier too, and I kind of want to go towards that eventually, not tonight, because we're talking about back in the day where nobody cared about your mental health. <laughs> You're like, take a fucking shot, bro, and smoke a joint, and you'll be fine. That was that was the treatment, <laughs> right? It, meant, it right. was a treatment, and you know You're what? It fucking worked. What's wrong with you? Down. Drink, you get in the yeah. Back and have a shot and get your shit together because you you have right. to finish this shift. Exactly. Or or who was I'm it? I'm not covering for you. Who was it back in the day? Was it Keely or Catherine who would take a full glass rack outside and, 
and break every single glass until she felt better against oh the God. building. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is so, nice. It worked. That was therapy. I used to do it with oh, her. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Did you have to clean it up? No, that you throw was... them right into the dumpster. Oh, it was into oh. the dumpster. Yeah, you nice. throw them right into the dumpster. Nice, nice, nice. And if nice. it's empty, it's even better because it booms and mm-hmm. echoes. Ooh. Do you guys, I'm sure you guys have all seen um, Zombieland. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, great great fun movie but right. where they go into the store and they just and start just smash, smashing yeah. shit i'm like ah <laughs> yeah, yeah. one of my favorite parts mm. i'm like i'm so envious but anywho you guys i want to thank you so much for coming anna it's been great having you here thank you i'm so, so- glad this worked out because it was kind of like spur the moment like hey do you want to come podcast yeah i had made- mentioned it to cricket like mm-hmm. if she's coming like i'm like Tell her about the podcast and da da da. And Chris Cricket was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Yeah. So we're bummed, 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 Cricket, that you weren't here with us. I want to talk about <laughs> and Lee. <gasps> okay. Who are they? Okay, tell it, they're, tell it, Lorenzo. A tell it. Of locals. I'll block their names out. You just mm-hmm. spill it now. These people drank like fish. <laughs> they were in there every single night. They were <laughs> they were friendly. They weren't obnoxious. The only problem we had with <laughs> is that they brought along their eight-year-old son mm-hmm. who did his homework <laughs> at the bar yeah. every night. I mean, all in all, I, I don't know if it was good for him or bad for him, but... He seemed to turn out okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder I wonder how old he is now. He's got to be, be 20. My biggest complaint with them was that they would come in, you know, 10 minutes before we closed and stay for an hour. But they were from back in the day. So we would all clock out and hang out oh, with okay. them. Well, you know, we'd I be rolling silverware. Home. I drove them home on many of occasions. Yeah. Because, I mean, they would bring their vehicle, which made no sense because they lived like two blocks away. Right. Well, they would come from somewhere else. They they would yeah. already yeah, but, they would already be drinking out on a Friday night somewhere else. But... And we were their last stop before right. home. Yeah. 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 So, but those people <laughs> they used to really like to get flirtatious. Mm-hmm. She's one of the ones really? who would just start. Oh. She was touchy Philly. She wanted to take you to the back and just didn't seem to know what was going on or not care. Or he just ignored it. He didn't right. care. You know, actually, we talked about that for a brief moment earlier. And I wanted to mention that um, about you said about like old people orgies and people breaking up and da da da. But I remember, what was his name? I won't say it, but he used to eat nachos with no sour cream <laughs> and drink margaritas but Was used to come in alone called, he used to come in alone and we called him uh we either called him lesser lester looked like he was a molester <laughs> oh i know, I know who you're, you're talking, talking about. about i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't one. know if you he, called he him played, that but he played wife swap over there at, with a couple right he ended up with an, another one of the in ladies. the bathroom yes oh, oh. No, he ended up with with one of the chicks in the bathroom while her husband was out in the bar hanging out with all the other rest Mm -mm. of the people. Yeah, and they came out, dude, and they were all messy, like sweaty (laughs) and like their hair. And we were all just like, oh, Oh. we know what you guys were doing, man. They were like 
guilty faces. I mean, their faces, even if they combed their hair afterwards, their faces were just like, it told it all. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I'm positive it happened more than just, you know, what oh, we yeah. cut on to. Yeah. The, the group was just, uh, they were a little too comfortable. Yeah. It was a fun fucking group. They were a fun they group. Were a they were the fun best group. group. And you know, the thing with them is that they would have the DD, which mm-hmm. I respected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So every week they would designate someone out. Yeah. So yeah. We didn't feel so bad about just getting them mm-hmm. drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that they would. They would get drunk. They'd show up at five and leave yeah. at well when we kicked them out. <laughs> right, right. I love when the DDs the DDs were mostly the guys though. The they guys would, would take turns. Yeah, would... It usually was not the women because the guys were like, Oh no, you girls drink. You go for it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we're gonna go home with you later. You girls drink. Yeah. So um oh man, what a great place. We had I... so many good times. Yeah. I have one more story that I would like to share. Yes. Please. In memory of our friend Noah who we lost oh. this year, um, which we're so sad about. Um, and Noah was a character, you know, the biggest heart and as Lorenzo said, sometimes moody also. <laughs> But we used to bartend together, I think, on Tuesday nights. Um, And so we had had a big party at my house for um, Ben and Catherine when they turned 40 years old. And so we ordered all the food through Cisco from the fridge. Uh And (laughs) so we, for some reason, we got these, a whole case of these obscenely huge foot-long hot dogs like not only were they long but they were like stout and so our friend kevin sullivan was on the grill all night at our house like grilling up these dogs and we kept like teasing him about it and somehow like a couple of them like rolling around a case ended up in the in the beer cooler you know and so noah for two weeks straight in the beginning of his shift, would shove one down his pants <laughs> and then hike his foot up on the bar and rub his hot dog. And like, so, you know, to these Placidus women, hey, ladies, what can I get for you tonight? Oh my God. And they would get so flushed. <laughs> And he did they, it to me too. they were into it. Yeah. Oh, God. And by the end, I'm like, Noah, throw that thing. It had been like rolling around the cooler. It was all like brown. I'm like, get, get, come on. It's so gross. Don't put that down your pants anymore. You know? Yeah. Oh, my he, God. The customers, I mean, they just, they loved it. The ladies, the ladies loved the dog. That's for sure. <laughs> I want to tell about. That's uh, an awesome story. Speaking of so the good. Shop, shopping at Cisco. In oh. the fridge, one 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 particular evening, we decide we're gonna go camping. Anna, myself, and Cricket's already up there camping. She showed up to go shopping at the fridge also earlier in the evening. <laughs> so Anna's the closing manager. I'm bartending. I tell her, "Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go home and get my camping stuff. You're gonna close up. We're gonna come back here. We'll meet up and we're gonna go." Well, her and I shopped in the in the in the fridge for what we needed for her, for me, for Cricket, and for for uh, Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. Yep. So we show up to this camping trip with what 
50 a, what what, so what do y'all food. what do y'all call yourselves? <laughs> a shitload. Hippies. hippies. Yeah. <laughs> we show up. What do you all call There's yourself? 50 hippies. None of them have food. They have lots of pot. Lots of beer. It, it was someone's wedding. Yeah. Was it, yeah. Where, it was, it was where was this camping trip? In, in do you remember? It was up oh, in okay. I yeah. figured. Yeah. We show up with food for just the four of us, and we fed all those people oh, with, nice. bro, with what we took from That's the fridge. Awesome. <laughs> and I think that was probably one of the most drunken moments you and I have shared. Oh, I was pretty damn drunk. <laughs> uh, you had to drive. <laughs> I just remember the second day. Us floating down the river, passing the whiskey bottle back and forth. Oh, my gosh. And it just going down way too easily. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah I couldn't drive out of there. Yeah. I, I, not capable. Anna, you know, said, Anna said, I better drive. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some really, really great times, you guys. I love this yeah. episode, Back in the Day. Back in the Day. Um Oh, can I share one more? I just remember something. Yes, absolutely. I remember getting off of work and sitting at the bar and having a drink and looking over and there was a couple or there was a man and woman at the corner of the bar and they were talking and I'm like, I know that guy's voice. And it was, what's his name? I forget. It was a singer, the dude from the B-52s. No shit. And so we used to, back in the day, when we would get off work, we would use, a lot of times we would go back to my house because I lived right behind the Uh and we'd have Uh a bonfire and hang out and continue to drink. And so I just remember, his name's Frank, isn't it? Frank something? Fred? 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 Fred. I think it's Fred, Fred, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was just like, give it a goog. Hey, you know, what are you just like, well, I'm in Santa Fe visiting my cousin, I believe. And I was like, well, if you really want to see Bernalillo, you should come back and hang out with us. And I just remember the look he shot me like, um, thanks, but no. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Oh, I yeah. thought this was going a totally no. different way. I'm like, he was around the bond. I was so excited. Out. I'm like, he's going to come hang out with us. He's got to be that cool, you know? Yeah, he's a B-52. He's just like, he was, he was really cool at the bar, but yeah. that's as far as that's he was going to take. That's as far as we got, yeah. Like, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I think I'm going to go back the to the Tomaya yeah. <laughs> right. their bonfire. I know. I'm going to check out oh. that scene. Not you know that, what? Know. The after parties are the best. You know what? And I actually posted on our Shift Talkers podcast Facebook page, if you all are interested. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Seth Rogen. We met Seth Rogen. He came in, and he was sitting in the bar booths back there. So, And he was facing the wall. So somebody came out, and they're like, that's Seth Rogen. And I'm like... No, it isn't. He's way too skinny. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not him, right? So he's like, yeah, it is. So I walk past him, and I'm like, no, no. But I ca- I walked, like, into the gallery, like, up the steps, just to kind of pass by, like, you know, pretending I'm doing right. something important. And I'm like, no, that's not him. And then I come back down the steps, and he laughed. Fucking Seth Rogen laughed. Uh-huh. And I was like... Oh my God! It's totally Seth Rogen because that laugh is just yeah. very distinctive. So I'm like, holy shit! And it was his birthday. 
um, he's with the film crew. And so we obviously were like, can we take your picture? <laughs> so he took some pictures with us and all the crew inside the restaurant. You know, it was great. And then I saw him outside. Like I went to go smoke a cigarette or whatever. And I saw him out there like on the phone. He was calling somebody, whatever. He was like waiting for his crew. I don't know what he was doing. But I was like, can I take another picture with you? And Melissa comes out. And I'm like, me and my friend. So he's like, yeah. So it was years and years ago. So, but I just came across that picture again, nice. and I posted it on the yeah, shift talkers. I'm like, come back. I wish. I regret not asking him. And even if we would have said no, I probably would have been pretty hurt too. Mm-hmm. But I totally wish that I would have asked him to come back. I'm like, hey, hey man. Right? <laughs> you know, I got a couple joints. You want to smoke out? You know, but. But I didn't. You and never so. know. He may have not been a friend about it. You know. Yeah. And I had no been. filter, and she was fearless. <laughs> uh, I kind of expected that he would show up, and I knew she was going to ask him. I mean, she's going to ask him. Definitely. <laughs> Hell yeah! I'm I'm proud of you. I'm glad you did. I wish that I. Well, had the nerve. I get really starstruck uh, and right. stupid. And I a do. lot of famous people have come into the They have, yeah. I met Brian Cranston there. Mm-hmm, me nice. too. Yeah. When they were doing Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking That's Bad. Cool. yeah, me too, me too. But I didn't know what they were doing. And I remember he came up yeah, to the I bar, exactly served him. And he was bald, but I remember going, it's fucking Malcolm in the Middle's father. <laughs> yeah. What, what's it, what was the dad's name? Uh, Frank? No, not Frank. No, uh, oh shoot, Malcolm's dad. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember. I can, I can see the mother yelling his name like. <laughs> it was like Hal or something. Hal, it was. It was Hal. Oh man, that was a great show. We we met a lot of people in there. West Studi, he's a regular. Oh West yeah, West Studi. I think maybe he's passed on now. No. He was the. Oh. No. 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 Okay. Ben, what was that guy's name who played Gandhi? Bald, um, Ben. Oh, Ben, um, uh, not, um, I saw him in there. uh, I know who you're talking about. Played the queen. She was in there. Oh, yeah. I met, uh, Anna Gasteyer. Oh, wow. Carol King. She was in there. Oh, yeah. My mom loved her growing up. Yeah. The Saturday Night Live crew. Yeah, a lot of the, Will Ferrell. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, what's his face, um, We've talked about him on a, on a different podcast, too. One of the earlier podcasts. Uh, um, I, I want to say Seth Rogen. But right. <laughs> Seth Myers. Seth Myers. Seth He's, Myers. His yeah. wife is from Placidus. His wife yeah. is from, yeah. And her parents still live here. So he, mm-hmm. uh, we actually see him often. Um, Obama. Come oh, on. Oh, man. Yeah. I've got, I still have a, we still have a picture in the office with all of us and, and Barack Obama. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. I remember I walked in that day and I was all, I don't want to be here. I was all pissy. I'm like, and then they're like, okay, so if the camera comes to you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, camera, camera, what the fuck are you talking about? And they're like, Barack Obama's coming. He's on his way. He's going to be here in 20 minutes. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Let me put some lipstick on. It was a, it was it was a really cool experience. Yeah, though. that was one of the things. Yeah, but really great place. I'm so lucky to uh, be there and and have experienced all kinds of things and expanded my family. Right, because that's really what it is. It's there, really what it is. That family. Yeah, it was a special yeah. place. You yeah. know. 
Yeah. We're, My kid we're came lucky. from that place. Uh, you know? Yeah. 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 He was born in the tub in the he back. Was, he was. <laughs> pretty much. Awesome. That's so great. Thank you guys again so much for coming and Thank being you. a part of Thank this. Thank you for it's, having me. We're having so much fun doing this, and I hope that uh, you guys listen. Tell your friends. We will. Listen to the Shift Talkers podcast on Podbean, on Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Google Podcasts. Uh, and we're also on Facebook, we're on Twitter. I'm still learning the whole freaking Instagram thing, but, uh, on Snapchat. Nice. Learning that too. You're killing it. (laughs) You're doing a great job. We're having so much fun. Oh, and YouTube. We can't forget YouTube. If you want to see some videos of the Shift Shack, go to YouTube. And, uh, again, thanks for coming, you guys, so much. So much gratitude. Thank you. Same. Thank you. Thank you.